Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I am bringing you today's word for February 2nd, 2021. I'm teaching a series entitled Progress on Purpose because I believe that 2021 is a season for us to walk in new levels, to level up in every area, in every aspect, in every facet of our lives. God has already decreed it. God has already declared it. Now it's time for us to walk in it. But for us to do so, we have to be intentional. We have to pursue progress on purpose. said, I've been teaching about progress on purpose in five areas. I said that we need to level up in every area of our lives, leveling up spiritually, financially, physically, internally, and externally. And so of those five, we covered the first one, uh, actually the first two, and we're on the third one right now, which is physically. Now inside of physically, I said that we will cover, um, is health and wealth good or bad? We did that yesterday. Uh, cover, cover whether or not healing is the will of the Father. We're dealing with that today. We're going to cover uh, the fact that God wants you to live long and strong. And then I'm going to give you some things that you can do to live long and strong to receive uh, God's best. So I trust that you've been enjoying this series. I know that I have. And uh, leave me some comments in the chat as we go. And so the question for today is, I'm dealing with progress on purpose, leveling up in the area of your physical body, your health, the question for today is, is healing God's will? Is healing the will of the Father? Are you going to be moved by how you feel or are you going to be moved by what God said? And so we're going to look at some things today and tomorrow as it relates to this question. I can't just answer this question all in one, uh, but I was led to go a certain way. So what does this mean to you today? I have three things to share with you on this morning. And as I share these three things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. I want you to rid your mind of all distractions and lock in three things Number one, here we go. So God desires for you to prosper and to be in health. I dealt with this yesterday, basically about health and wealth and whether or not is that, is that good or bad? If you haven't watched yesterday's message, you should go check that out. It is the will of God that we prosper and that we be in health. It is the will of God that we experience his best, uh, but it's going to happen even as our soul prospers. So third John two says, beloved, I wish above all things that you would prosper and that you would be in health even as your soul prospers. When, I, when we were dealing with the finances, I went to this verse because I was teaching about soul prosperity. I'm going to come back to it again today as it relates to health and healing, right? So your life prosperity will never exceed your soul prosperity. Let me say that again. Your life prosperity, what you experience on the outside, will never ex exceed your soul prosperity, what's happening on the inside. Your soul is comprised of your mind, your emotions, and your will, your thinker, your feeler, your chooser, the way you think, the way you feel, and the way you make decisions. That's why your soul has to be renewed. Your soul is being saved so you can think and feel and act like God in this world. Whatever you are experiencing right now in life started on the inside. Whatever, whatever you're experiencing in your life right now, start it on the inside. It has to start on the inside before it will manifest on the outside. There is grace made available to us for salvation and grace made available to us for health. Let me explain. So the grace for salvation was provided 2000 years ago, right? And so when you found out about 
salvation, when you found out that, that Jesus died on the cross for your sins, then that grace was already provided. Grace for salvation already provided. So we're saved by grace, but it's through faith. So we have to, with our faith, we lay hold of what God has already provided by grace. Grace is free, is unearned, is unmerited. It's available to everybody, but we have to tap into it and grab it with our faith. So let's talk about this. So the day that you found out that Jesus died for your sins, or maybe you already knew about it, like in Sunday school, but you didn't really get saved till later. But the day that you was like, okay, now this is real to me. D Jesus died for my sins. Uh, and I want to go to heaven and I want to accept Jesus as Lord. The day that you did that. Now for me, that was August 27, 1995. The day that, that you did that, you were, you were born again. But on that day, August 27, 1995, the day I was born again, it's not like on that day, God said, oh, snap, Rick wants to get born again. Hey, son, Jesus, go down and die for his sins so that he can get born again. No, salvation was already provided. What I had to do was lay hold of it with my faith. It's the same way with healing. Healing is already provided. It's not like if somebody needs healing today, God says to Jesus, hey, go down there, go, go die for, for their salvation. Go pay the penalty for their healing so they can receive. No, it's already done. It's already provided. The, the challenge is that it's hard to receive something that you cannot perceive, right? You have to see it in order to be it. it you probably knew about Jesus for years before you got born again. Because it, it, it took you a certain amount of time to get to the point where you were like, okay, now it's real to me. Now I receive it. Now I can, it, it's hard to receive what you cannot perceive. Now I understand that I'm a sinner. Now I understand that I'm on my way to hell. Now I understand that Jesus died for everybody. Okay, boom. Now I receive it. It's like that with healing. You got to see it in order to be it. In, in, the, in the world, people say, well, I believe it when I see it right? That's what people say in the world. I believe it when I see it. But in the kingdom is, is the opposite. You, you're not going to see it until you believe it. Like you have to believe it. Like there's some people that say, well, I don't believe in healing. I don't believe in healing. You know, Mark 9 to 23 says all things are possible to him that believes. Some people say, yeah, but I don't believe in healing. Okay. Well then it's not that healing is not possible. If you don't believe in healing, then healing is not possible for you. It's not that it's not possible. It's just not possible for you, because you don't believe it. Healing is possible, but you have to believe it to see it. If you can't believe it, if you can't see it, you can't have it. Like, you know, it has to happen on the inside first. Faith receives what God has already provided. In Proverbs 23 and 7, the Bible says that we are the way we think we are, right? As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So if you think, if you accept in your heart and in your mind, if you accept a doctor's report, but there's also another report, the Lord's report. And, and the Bible asks the question, well, whose report are you going to believe? Well, we shall believe the report of the Lord. But do you really, right? Your body can respond physically to what your spirit believes on the inside, right? So whatever you're believing, it can actually cause to a, mani a manifestation in the physical realm because you're, you're believing something in the spiritual realm. So I'm trying to... Okay, I'm going I'm to I'm make this plain here and I'll keep teaching on this. I can't teach it all today. All right, number two, uh, uh, to give you an example, because I like to teach by both precept and example, I'm going to give you um, two testimonies of two of my sons, right? Personal testimonies. So let me st uh, deal with Joshua first. So Joshua is today 14 years old. But when, when he was two, we got stationed, Isabella and I got stationed in Fort Lewis, Washington. 
And when we got to Fort Lewis, uh, Joshua had an appointment at Madigan uh, Army Medical Center. And we went to Madigan. And um, Joshua had just taken, gotten his tonsils taken out. So I don't know if it was because of that we had to go to the doctor. I, honestly, I can't remember why we went to the doctor. And I can't remember why the doctor ordered an x-ray, but he did. And so Joshua is two years old. And, and the doctor puts this x-ray up on, I can remember like it was today, an x-ray up in the room at Madigan. Boom. And he says to me, hey, um, your son has a small hole in his heart. And I said, what? He said, your son has a small hole in his heart. And so he said, come look. And I walked over to the, you know, the, the, the little white thing where they put the x-ray on, where the light is behind it. So I'm standing there. And he's like, look, and he points out the hole and you can see it. It's like a small hole. He, so he's like, yeah, this is a small hole, um, but, you know, don't worry about it. Uh, it's not it may cause some challenges with ath athletics and this and that. But, you know, and then after that, I don't remember anything else because on the inside, it's like the Holy Spirit was using a megaphone on the inside. I kept hearing your son does not have a hole in his heart. Right? He does not have a hole in his heart. And I'm like, so the doctor's talking to me, but on the inside, I'm just like hearing God saying, no, don't receive that. Right. Your son does not have a hole in his heart. Your son does not have a hole in his heart. So I actually said out loud because I'm hearing something on the inside. And so remember, God will lead you to do things at the risk of looking foolish. And so I said actually out loud out of my mouth and while I'm looking at this x-ray to the doctor. I said, um, my son does not have a hole in his heart. <laughs> and of course, the doctor looked at me like I'm crazy. He looked at me. Then he looked at the x-ray. Then he looked at me. And he was like, cuckoo, cuckoo. I'm like, what are you talking about? Your son doesn't have a hole in his heart. We can see it right there. And I'm like, my son does not have a hole in his heart. Like with a straight face, I'm saying that, right? And so the doctor was like, okay, you know, like whatever. And so we leave. Uh, he leaves the room. I tell Isabella what, what the Holy Spirit said. And we leave. And, I, and once again, now, now on the inside, I just feel led. I'm like two weeks. I, I don't know where that came from. Obviously, that's God. I just feel in my heart like two weeks. So I walk up to the, like the admin station. I say, I want, a, I want an appointment in two weeks with that same doctor. And it was like, well, we can give you a doctor. I said, no, no, no. I want an appointment in two weeks with that same doctor. So it was like, all right, fine. They gave me an appointment in two weeks with that same doctor. So then we go back. So we go back two weeks later and I, I asked the doctor, can you please do the x-ray again? It was like, sir, we don't need to, like, you know, we don't need to do the, I said, sir, can you please do the x-ray again? I'm, if I, uh, you know, Isabella knows this, I'm pretty, uh, if I insist on something, I can be pretty persuasive. So anyway, he, he did the x-ray again. So he did the x-ray again. And when he puts it up there, there's no hole in his heart. So the doctor's like, I can't find the hole. And so then the doctor trying to say, well, maybe it was a glitch in the x-ray machine. I was like, no, there ain't no glitch in no x-ray machine. That was God. I know what God said. But, you know, he's like, oh, okay. You know, and so we left there. So that's one example. Uh, and I'm laying a foundation. I, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm give you a lot of scripture tomorrow. Don't worry about it. So, okay, next one, Ethan. So Ethan, Ethan uh, our son Ethan, who's seven years old today, he was born at 28 weeks. And when Isabella went into preterm labor, I was like, the devil is a liar. Jesus is the Messiah. Let's pray. We called our pastors. We called our church. We're all praying. She's, Isabella's in labor at 28 weeks. And I'm like, mm -mm, that's not going to happen. And so we're praying against it. We're praying, you know, this baby is not coming now. All of this stuff. We got worship music going on in L&D. I mean, we're praying. We're believing God. Baby's not coming. Guess what? Baby's coming. So, I, and the doctor was like, look, even with all the modern medicine, all the modern machines, everything that we have, National Military Medical Center, 
in Bethesda, Maryland. You know, we were at Walter Reed. Even with all of this stuff, if construction start, look, we don't have no way of stopping this. The baby's coming. So then they come in. And, and, and nothing wrong with the doctors, right? They're, they're just doing their own job, their job. And this doctor comes in and he's like, okay, hey, because your, your child is going to be born at 28 weeks, there's some things I got to let you know. First thing is, I don't want you to be alarmed that, you know, normally when a baby comes out, baby starts crying. Uh, but your son uh, is not, you know, at 28 weeks, his lungs are not formed. And so he's not going to be able, not fully developed, not going to be able to cry. We have a team here to intubate the baby. Uh, we're going to intubate him and then we're going to put him on a breathing machine and then, uh, you know, and then we'll keep him on the machine until his lungs are fully developed. Now, this may call res cause respiratory problems for the rest of his life. His eyes are not going to be fully developed. He's probably going to have vision challenges, you know, for the rest of his life is this. And he kept going on and on and on. And the, and the whole time I'm here like, wah, 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 wah. Like on the inside, I'm like, dude. I appreciate, do your job. I'm not going to be disrespectful. Say what you need to say. But I'm not living by what you say. On the inside, I'm like, I have a whole nother reality, right? And so he, he kept talking. And when he was done, he was done. I was like, are you done? He was like, yeah. I grabbed Isabella's face like she was on the bed. I grabbed the face and I put it towards me. And I said, babe, we don't receive nothing that he just said. We don't, we don't receive anything that he just said. Once again, see, when you live by faith for real, God will, will lead you to say things at the risk of looking foolish. Of course, this doctor's looking at me like I'm crazy now, right? I, I'm not trying to be disrespectful to him, but I'm like, no, we, we're not going to operate in fear. We're not going to be moved by this world system. I know that this, this, this child is the will of the father and, and we don't receive anything that he said. And so it's not going to happen like that. Even through the barrage of negative reports, I told Isabella, we live from a different reality. And I actually remember being in that room saying, to Isabella and Fergie, I think Fergie's online right now. Fergie were, was in the room with us, um, with, who's Ethan's godmother. And so Fergie, I remember saying to Fergie and Isabella, I said, man, I feel sad for people that have to live off of what the doctors say. I, f I feel sad for people that don't have another reality. And I was like, babe, we, we have another reality and we're going to live off of that reality, not this one. And so uh, fast forward, Ethan was born. Ethan comes out at 28 weeks. They got all of these people there, you know, ready to go. And Ethan comes out. He's like, ah, he starts screaming. They like, they kind of jumped back. They was like, whoa, we didn't expect that. I was like, yeah, you're not going to expect that. And so he starts screaming. His lungs were fine. His eyes were fine. They put him on all kinds of machines. He was fine. He was little. He was three pounds, but he was fine. Now, why this happened to us? That's a different story for another day. God wanted us in the NICU. God used us there for 56 days. God used Isabella to minister to people. That's a different testimony. That's a different story. I don't have to, time to tell that story, but I'm talking about healing today. So in both cases, the Holy Spirit was like, don't receive that. Don't receive. There's a different report. There's a heavenly report. There's, there's something else going on. There's a different reality. And so our faith has to tap into a different reality. Healing is already done. Healing has already been provided. It was provided 2000 years ago, but we have to lay hold of it with our faith. All right. So number three, last thing as I close for today, look at me. Number three, we live in two realities. Like you are living in between two realities. And so Jesus was in the earth, but he was from heaven. He was like, hey, once you're born again, you guys are in the world, but not of the world. So, so we'll, you know, heaven and earth collided in Jesus. Heaven and earth 
collide in us. We're supposed to bring heaven down to the earth. We're supposed to experience heaven on earth. We, we are the conduits through which heaven is manifested on this planet. So we're living in two realms at the same time. Right now, I'm standing here. Maybe you're sitting down in front of your computer, but at the same time, you are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. You are living in two realities at the same time. You're in this world, but you're not of this world. So you are in this world and you're getting input from the Holy Spirit and the input from the Holy Spirit is coming from another realm. It's coming from another world. Remember in, in Matthew chapter 16, when the Bible says that Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, whom do men say that I, the son of man am? And they answered him, well, some say, always going to be some, some says, some say that thou art Elijah, Jeremiah, John the Baptist, one of the prophets. And he asked them, well, who do you say that I am? And Simon, the son of Jonah said, well, Thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said, flesh and blood did not reveal that to you, Simon, son of Jonah. You just got a, a download from another world. I'm saying that you can get a, a download from heaven. You get a download from the father. And when you get a download or you're standing on the word and the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, you are getting something that's revealed from the father. And then, yes, you can see things with your eyes. You can touch things with your senses, but God is not sensual. God is spiritual. And so God doesn't have to make sense. God will tell you something on the inside that doesn't make sense. And then you have to make a decision. Am I going to live off of my five physical senses or am I going to live off of what God God is saying to me in my spirit. That's what Jesus said. Jesus lived by revelation. Jesus was in sync with heaven in this world. Jesus walked around saying, I only say those things I hear my father say. I only do those things I see my father do. And we're supposed to live the same way. Now, it may, ca it may cause you to look crazy sometimes, right? Because now it's at the risk of looking foolish. But I would rather be in sync with heaven and seem like I'm out of sync with the people down here in this world than the other way around. Jesus was not moved by what he saw in the natural. Jesus was only moved by what he saw in the spirit, even if it took some time to manifest. Remember, I said two weeks and I waited two weeks. Jesus would say something. He spoke to a fig tree and it didn't happen immediately, but he walked away like it was already done. And the next day, 24 hours later, what he said came to pass. Sometimes it takes some time for this thing to manifest. But I'm telling you, you're living off of two realms, two realities. Which one are you going to live off of? Whose report are you going to believe? We shall believe the report of the Lord. I'm going to deal with this some more again tomorrow. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to lift up your voice and say this. Say, Father, I know you provided healing 2,000 years ago. Jesus was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities. By his stripes... I was healed. <laughs> so past tense, it's already done. Like salvation, healing is already provided by grace and I must receive it by faith. In order to do so, I cannot be moved by what I see or what I feel. I can only be moved by what you are saying. The unseen realm is more real to me than what I can see with my eyes and what I can feel with my body. I live by faith and I shall not be moved from what I believe. Living this way, I will level up in 2021 and I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. 
Amen. This is today's word. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages and you want my notes, go to todaysword.org, click on the subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, healing is the children's bread. This is the will of the father. Healing has already been provided, but we have to live off of a different reality. Living by faith. Yes. God will, will cause you to get out there at the risk of looking foolish, but you, that, but that's faith. Either you're going to live by faith or you're not. And so we're going to deal with this again tomorrow. I'm going to give you some scriptures. We're going to stand on the word. I want you to get insight revelation concerning this. And I, I'm going to show you that it is the will of God that you live long and strong, that you do not die because you're sick, that you do not die because you're old, that you only die when you're done. All right. So do me, do me a favor. Two things. Number one, leave me some comments in the chat. Uh, uh, if this message has been a blessing to you, I go back and I read all the comments and then also share this message right now on your social media, on your timeline and with your friends. I love you and God loves you more. Have an amazing day. See you tomorrow. God bless you.